but to lead first is undoubtedly Bryson DeChambeau. He's gonna be ready to play. He's also played in the match before. He knows how this whole, the TV camera's all around. He'll be bringing duct tape to Brooks Kepa for whatever reason, trying to do his stupid prop shit. Bryson DeChambeau is gonna lead first. That's, that's inevitable, I'm sorry. Well, I feel stupid now. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Dave. I'm, I, I, man, my, my, my tail is really tucked between my legs. Or the, the Tony Squares, the professional golf handicapper over there. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. West Coast, West Coast, West Coast, West Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. No Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio today. He's away on assignment once again for lovely Thanksgiving week. But we are the West Coast Gamble is the only gambling show that makes you money. A proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And today, it's all about the Thanksgiving week of football. Thursday, there's three games. Sunday, there's a slew of really good games. And in between, Drew... In between, there's a fun little uh, contest that we're going to call, or I guess everyone's going to call, The Match. And we're going to break down the mm. match between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka as well, because I'm very excited to see these two guys finally go head-to-head, microphones on, hot mics the whole time. What are you expecting? I know we have a guest coming on to talk about the match, but what are you expecting from this uh, lovely, I mean, I can't believe they agreed to it, to go on national television, play 12 holes against each other. I can't wait. Well, Squares, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Happy you know, Thanksgiving. I mean, it's it, 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 happy Thanksgiving. And and be, when you said something fun in between, I thought you might have been referencing my hat here. Um, there's a small uh, college game in Ann Arbor. I know you don't subscribe to college football. You just it's it's probably your most hated thing in the entire world. But you know that, that there is a small game going on uh, in my home state. Uh, it is Michigan Ohio State week. But uh, I'm excited for the match. I mean, look, I think it's very obvious after that Ryder Cup domination. Uh, that these two uh, once hated enemies might have been cohorts in a sense of really kind of maximizing uh, their capital here with this match. Uh, nevertheless, hey, who's not excited to watch Brooks and Bryson? It's a perfect setting after Thanksgiving. You're kind of laying around. You, you got the sweatpants that kind of fit a little tight, maybe some wool socks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you might be sipping the sauce a little early. And, you know, on the West Coast Gamblers, proud uh, partner of DraftKings, have some b- lovely odds. We have an expert coming on later to to break it down. We will be making a wager or two on the match. So I'm oh, excited yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll talk about who we're rooting for later on when we have our guests. But first, let's break down the Thursday night games, the Thursday day games, the Thanksgiving games, because we're only giving out one show this week. We usually do a recap and a betting show, but obviously Thanksgiving dangles is gone. We can't even get contact with them. It's just me and Drew here. So we still wanted to give out some bets for NFL football. But I will say, Drew, um, all three of us went two and five last week. So I'm thinking, this is what I was thinking. We usually make these bets for Sunday games like four days in advance. And we're not Mm -hmm. doing so well doing that. So my thought process was let's do it six days in advance. Do you think that's a good proposition? Oh, it's it's going to get better from here, man. Why why worry it. about prognosticating? Is Kyler nope. gonna play? Is Kyler not gonna play? No, nah, just throw and it in. Hey, what is closing line value, by the way? Is closing line value a thing? Is, is, is that is that taught the the school of gambling? Um <laughs> apparently it's not. Uh no. we've given up about 
three touchdowns of closing line value in three games this year and are zero and three. So you know, f it. Who it's, cares? It's Let's been we've been on the unlucky end so much. I mean, you gave out your Sunday night lock last week was a long touchdown under yeah, forty one yeah. yards, oh, yeah. and they're getting like five yard touchdown to Eckler, ten yard touchdown to Eric Ebron, blah blah blah. And then last play of the game, Mike Williams breaks three yep. tackles, goes sixty yards hey. down the field. It was great for 58 minutes. And by the way, nice attempt by that secondary loser to like get him oh out of bounds. God. He just like, he just like hopped over. Like I would hop over like my 10 year old, like trying to tackle me in the yard. Oh perfect. man. So today we're going to talk about the Thanksgiving games right now, the match in the middle. And then at the end the, me and Drew are going to give out three bets. You can take on Sunday. We're giving out a teaser, a total and a side. And I have to say, I mean, you can either take it or leave it at this point with my bets. I'm throwing shit against the wall, but Hey, who knows what could happen? But first let's go to Thanksgiving. Drew. Time-honored tradition. Football is happening during dinner, during before dinner. You're having a cocktail, whatever. There's football all over the place. The NFL added three games not too long ago. That that primetime game always changes, but usually it's your Detroit Lions and America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, hosting the first two games of the day. That being said, usually this brings excitement. Usually this brings, I mean, the Detroit is never really in the playoff hunt, but usually this brings teams that are in the playoff hunt that are fighting for things, that need these Thursday games. I don't think you could pick a worse slate of Thanksgiving games to start us off. Am I right? These are three shitty games. I don't have it in front of me, Tony, but it, since, since the NFL has done the three-game slate, has there ever been in the history of the three-game slate? These teams went and combined 0-6 uh, on Sunday. Um, pretty tough sledding. Uh, and, of course, this first game, which I'm excited to, to hear your uh, comparison to a Thanksgiving dish, the Bears and Lions and NFC North matchup. Um Combined, uh, you know, I'm not great at math, but my, my math says these two teams are combined three, 16, and one. Of course, that one being the Lions' uh, lone tie, their only non-loss of the season. So, not hey, I can tell you, I can tell you as a Lions fan, I can sit here all day and tell you, hey, how exciting it is no matter what the Lions' uh, record is to watch them on Thanksgiving. It's kind of our thing as Lions fans. Hey, we have this game. It's no different this year. We don't care. We're going to watch them, but, um, boy, um, from a uh, objective standpoint, a little ugly. <laughs> we've seen we've seen David Blow in these games. We've seen some yep. Jeff Driscoll in these games. Sean Hill. Now we're seeing Timmy Boyle. And God, it's going to be bad. We're not even getting Justin Fields on the other side. He has hurt ribs. They're going to save him. It's going to be Andy Dalton. So Drew talked about it earlier. I wrote an article for the Gaming Society. You can find that now on thegamingsociety.com. It's comparing these teams. It's pretty much how to avoid talking to your family members by betting on NFL football. And in that article I wrote, I compared these teams to the dishes you will get on Thanksgiving Day. Because there's a lot of interesting factoids here. I mean, Chicago's a piece of crap right now. Matt Nagy is walking to get fired. Khalil Mack's not there. Justin Fields not there. The offensive line is shitty. There's nothing going right in Chicago. And yet they're playing an even worse team in Detroit. And Detroit has some pieces of hope. They like that, you know, bowl of mixed nuts on the end table there. There's some really good pieces in there. Like DeAndre Swift, I think he's a top 10 running back, maybe even top five. I love him. On the other end, though, there's no one else on that team that's good. I mean, yeah, Penny Sewell and some of the offensive linemen could be good, but as a whole, the team stinks. The coaching stinks. Everything about the, the, the world of the Detroit Lions stinks. This rebuild, this 76ers-esque rebuild that the Detroit Lions are going on, it is really dire straits right now, and this could be the only game they have potential to win on the whole entire schedule. Um the game is going to be kicking off 9.30 a.m. Pacific time, so you might not even be at the place you're going to on Thanksgiving by then. Chicago is a road favorite, minus 3.5. The total is 41.5. Drew, we're going to give out a Thursday lean with all these games, so what are you feeling 
on this awful matchup. Well, Tony, I mean, you said it best. Like, if you look at the Lions' schedule, this is has to be the game they circled where it is literally their last chance where they could feasibly get a win. I know they got the tie to 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 kind of get off the zero and seventeen potential. Um, but you know they've laid some eggs at home this year. You know we we, we saw them lay an egg against Philly. We saw them lay a bad egg against Cincinnati. Um, this Bears team is not those teams. Mm. Okay. Um, now we know that the Red Rifle will be starting here. Uh, saying all that, the Bears are probably uh, still a better team than the Lions. But I can't help. Did you get, did you hear that at a Bulls game in Chicago they started a fire Nagy chance? Okay. <laughs> so. This is not good for the Chicago Bears. This is dead man's walking pace. The GM, Nagy, they are dead in the water. The Lions, as we know, they signed Dan Campbell to the 17-year contract, whatever they did this year. I'm still a believer in D.C. This, t- this roster is literally the worst by a long shot in the NFL. So, uh, look, this is, as, as funny as it sounds, this is the Lions Super Bowl. Yeah. We have a 41.5 total. We happen to get a hook. Tim Boyle, by the way, let me go on my little quick Tim Boyle thing. Everyone, my father, Brett Green, friend of the program, um, you know, a lot of people that said, hey, I think Tim Boyle just as good as Jared Goff. Stop (laughs) it. I know Goff is horrible. Tim Boyle, Boyle on my ass. He is not as good as Jared Goff. And Jared Goff is, you know, as Tony has correctly stated, probably, uh, you know, he's probably a top 30 quarterback, uh, generous in the league at this point. Um, Very generous. But. You know where I'm going with this, Squares. It's got to be the Lions plus three and a half or bust. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? It means so much more to them. This coaching staff will be here uh, next year for the Lions. The players are auditioning already for next year. The Bears, they have no idea where they're going to be. They yeah. know their coaches are going to be gone. This has got to be way more motivating for the Lions on a short week in front of their home crowd to try to just, you know, imagine getting that win, feeling happy. They can do it. Come on, Lions. Plus three and a half. I think they're also good in a tease here. Um, I'm going to give a little bonus uh, Thanksgiving teaser. But what do you think, Tony? What, 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 first of all, what is this dish? You said it's a, it's a, it's a mixed nuts at yeah, the end? Yeah, bo- bowl of mixed think? nuts, like kind of dusty at the end table. No one's really touched it in a while. So if you go digging, you might find some gold. But usually it's a bunch of like walnuts and shit that nobody wants to eat. only makes you hungrier at that point. The, the Chicago Bears, however, I compared them to the charcuterie board after your Uncle Paul has attacked it. And there's really nothing left to have like the pepper jelly Andy Dalton's kind of sour a little bit old age there's just no real good pieces left on that charcuterie board and uh you said about think about how fun they would feel all that emotion they would have they come away with a win here Detroit rah rah we did it what happens if they don't what happens if they come away with a loss what happens if they come away in Chicago beats them by 12 and Andy Dalton does just enough and then Tim Boyle throws three interceptions gets sacked by all these awful Chicago Bears players. I'm very worried for your Detroit Lions in this game. I'm not taking any side, though, because I'm not betting on the Chicago Bears. Fuck me if I'm betting on the Chicago Bears. I'm taking the under. Under 41 and a half. It's early in the game. These body clocks are not used to this time. It's Thanksgiving. They got a bunch of shit they got to do with their family afterward, their minds somewhere else. Nobody cares on these teams. All these teams are looking forward to the offseason already. No player on here has anything to prove in this game, except for maybe Tim Boyle trying to recoup what he had last week. I'm taking the under 41 and a half. I don't care about this game. I I don't know how much I'll watch of this game, but I mean, it's on TV and it's the NFL. I guess I have to, but under 41 and a half is my bet. You're taking Detroit plus three and a half. I just want to say, so you're talking about the mixed nuts security board. I think this game as a whole is kind of like that green bean casserole that everyone hypes up. I like green beans, but guess what? I like them just good, steamed 
fresh green beans. I don't like them in a bunch of gravy, a bunch of crispy onions, a bunch of walnuts and that shit. To me, this is like that green bean casserole that everyone hypes up. You take a scoop of it and you're like, man, I just prefer green beans as they are. That's my kind of food comparison in this game. Either way, not appetizing. Let's move on to the next game. This game, I mean, when we were looking at the schedule a month ago, this game was the juiciest one in the matchup by far. Las Vegas Raiders, hot team, playing their offenses all over the place. The defense is stopping people, going to arguably the hottest team in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, in Jerry World. Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving game always means something. No offense to you, Detroit Lions, but Dallas always brings the thunder when it comes to the ratings. Creed playing at halftime. Crazy shit goes on during these Dallas games. But now... Vegas hasn't won since October. Dallas has lost two of the last three, could only score nine points against Kansas City. Dak Prescott getting comparisons to Jordan Love in that game. Terrible, mm-hmm. terrible team so far walking into this. CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper not going to be there. He's throwing a Cedric Wilson. Tough times for Dallas. Yet Dallas sits at minus seven and a half. Seven and a half point favorites at home because of how bad Vegas has looked, which I prognosticate. It's the only thing I got right in this show in the month of November is how bad Las Vegas was going to be without Heinrich Ruggs taking the top off of the defense. That offense has scored an average of 14.3 points over their last three games. Not good right now. The over-under in this game is 51. Dallas minus seven and a half. Drew, what are your feelings about this game? Well, Tony, you know, I I, I had the... As you as you stated, you were correct about the Raiders. I will give you props for that. And I've been off the Chiefs for uh, some time, and I was two weeks too late on them. I faded them again. And look, uh-huh. I mean, I don't even feel that bad about that handicap. If you'd have told me the Chiefs would have scored 19 points against the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm getting two and a half, I take that bet 11 times out of 10. Yeah. But take away that middle game against the Falcons, where the where the Cowboys absolutely massacred uh, the Falcons, and the game against the Denver at home and Kansas City. This team has scored. Uh, a touchdown in one out of eight quarters. Not good. No. Not good at all. So where I'm looking for for this game, as you said, the Raiders look like they are kind of uh, um, they're on fumes, and I think I think we might see them lay a massive egg in this in, in this end of this year. They've done this before. You know that they, they, yes. they always seem to start out hot. That one year where Derek Carr was leading the MVP candidate gets hurt. Uh, yeah, he got breaks his ankle, and so. The only way I can look here, and, and you said about the Cowboys injuries, lack of weapons, lack of offensive firepower as is, I think this number is kind of ridiculous as total, to be honest with you. I saw this number, and I was fully expecting a 45, 46. Um, I have on our uh, partner DraftKings right now 50 and a half. I'll make that um, my bet. I'm going under 50 and a half in this game. I don't, I don't really see where the points are coming here. An anemic Raiders offense, uh, uh, offense that Dallas – uh, certainly doesn't look good. I, I think the Raiders could be live here to win. However, I will give a bonus Thanksgiving parlor site, Thanksgiving teaser. <laughs> I'm going to tease the Lions up six and a half to plus 10. I am going to tease Dallas down six and a half to minus one. So Vegas, just, Dallas under 50 and a half. I'm just waiting for the litany of texts. I'm going to get at 10 a.m. in the morning when Tim Boyle throws his second pick six to Chicago. How angry oh, yeah. you're going to be. Uh, Drew, actually, I'm going to give you over, uh, under 51 because I got DraftKings live right now and that number keeps going up. People are betting the over oh, on that it. game. So I'll give you 51 you on that. 
I'm taking Las Vegas Raiders plus seven and a half. Listen, Dallas, I know Dallas wants to win this game, wants to turn things around, and I think they do. I just know that this is the Raiders Super Bowl. If the Raiders lose this game, lose four straight, they're they're done. The season's over. So they're going to bring out all the stops. Uh, Basaccia in the locker room is going to be rah-rah people. They're going to try to get things to go right. I'm taking Las Vegas plus seven and a half just because I think they keep it close. Dallas is not clicking right now. No wide receiver help. I don't think Dallas needs to score more than 20 points to win this game. And I, I like your underbelly too, but I like Vegas to keep it in track. Darren Waller also, if you have fantasy stuff, Darren Waller's been up and down this season. Dallas is terrible at covering tight ends in the passing game, so I think Darren Waller plays a huge role in this game, beating Van Der Esch off the edge, and I think they get points based off of those plays down the middle of the field. So yeah, Las Vegas plus seven and a half. The last game of the day. Wait, 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 wait. What's your food dish? Come on. All right. Again, dish. again, got to plug the gaming society here. Uh, Dallas is easy. Dallas is a, a good turkey. It's a well-cooked turkey, except the problem is everyone at the table is talking about a turkey that they had years ago that was so much better. That's the only problem with Dallas. The Las Vegas Raiders are your grandmother's like favorite special recipe stuffing where you don't really know what's in it. And every forkful, it's either going to be terrible or it's going to be great. They're either going to beat the Ravens or you're going to lose to the Giants with those forkfuls of stuffing. That's the Las Vegas Raiders. What about you, my friend? So I'm not sure if this is a thing out on the West Coast, but in the Midwest, there's this thing called pickle roll-ups. Everyone swears by them, but they're kind of a salami, pickle, cream cheese. Again, I, 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 think, I think they're good in theory. You can have like one or two and be like, oh, they're pretty good. But if you even like reach for a third one, you kind of question like, what are you doing? I, I think these teams on the surface, you know, you might get spurts of, of, of them looking tasty. But just overall, the way this year's gone, I don't really trust these things to, to consume them for large uh, periods of time. So I'm going to make them this, like, these pickle roll-ups that we eat on Thanksgiving. The pickle roll-up. The, the, the <laughs> Everyone knows a pickle roll-up, and that's what this game is. Last game of the day, though. Oh, man, this one sucks, too. Uh, Buffalo, again, yours truly prognosticated, gave you the New England Patriots to win the AFC is at plus 400. They're plus 150 right now. You Again, I don't get my Sunday bets right, but I get my futures bets right, apparently. Buffalo is minus four heading into New Orleans with Trevor Simeon. Uh, New Orleans, the Superdome will be rocking, but will it matter? That defense has been good, but looked terrible against Philly. The total on this game is 46 and a half. Buffalo needs to turn things around. New Orleans needs to hang on to their wild card hopes. This is a team, New Orleans, that beat Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston going down with the injury. And, and Trevor Simeon played really good in that game, and they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Brady Nears. Buffalo Bills, on the other hand, who have they beaten that is an actual good team? Kansas City, yes. But name me another team that they've beaten that was actually good. Every time they play a team that ha- can contend, they seem to get beaten up in these games. I, I, I'm... We record this show so early. It has happened three weeks in a row now where I give up my picks. And as soon as we get to Sunday, my favorite pick is one I didn't give out, Indy. I thought I, I knew Indy was going to come in and keep it close. I didn't think they were going to come in and Jonathan Taylor was going to turn to Superman. But this Buffalo team can be beaten. They are not the Buffalo Bills of old. I'm sorry, Bo Rock. They're not. They get punched in the mouth and they can't recover. I really think this is a, a team with a lot of holes in it. But Drew, is New Orleans the team on Thanksgiving night that's going to make them regret this decision? Or does Buffalo roll over a team with Trevor Simeon throwing a Marquez Callaway? Tony, you said that right. The Bills really have not played... They haven't beat anyone minus the Chiefs that have been of any substance. No. My question is, are the Trevor Simeon Saints substance? Uh, I don't yeah. think they are. No. And and the Bills, regardless of your pure uh, hatred and disdain for them, um, still, 
have everything to play for. Yeah. I, they control their own destiny for the division. Um, you know, we saw them bounce back against uh, against the Jets team after laying an egg the previous week against Jacksonville. You know, I can't say that this will be a similar type of performance, but again, I just don't like what I see from the Saints. They really are very, very, very uh, <laughs> offensively challenged. And what do the Saints do? Great. They stopped the run. They didn't do it last week against Philly. We know Buffalo doesn't even attempt to run the ball, as you've said, all year squares. So um, this might be a little square. I'm going to show how square it is, actually. I'm actually going to take, and I know you're going to roll your eyes, but I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to cover the four points here in a bounce back, get right spot. I don't think Josh Allen is as bad as he's looked last couple weeks. Um, and I do think the Bills are a, a superior team. They probably need a little more. Give me the Bills minus four. Listen, I'm not I'm not going to make fun of you for that bet because any other NFC wildcard contender in this spot, I would make fun of you. But New Orleans, to me, is on the downswing right now. That defense, it just can't hold up as long. That offense is not producing without Kamara. They got Mark Ingram back there. Like, it's, I don't know, 2005. What are we doing? This game, though, it's tough. It's really tough in this game. I do think New Orleans needs a win desperately. They're going to throw everything against the wall. Buffalo needs a win desperately. They need to keep up on track with those New England Patriots and two games remaining against those Patriots. Both of these defenses are good. I just think the offense is going to bring out all the stops here. I'm going over 46 and a half. I've hit my past three totals. All of those were unders. So this is the first time taking it over in quite some time. I just feel like these two teams are going to bring it. I think they're going to try everything they can to score points on this game in prime time. Prime time games, the trends have been hitting the over in these prime time games. Hopefully it continues. Buffalo and New Orleans over 46 and a half. As for the food comparison, before we get to our guest, before we talk about the match, the Buffalo Bills to me are a cold slice of apple pie. Listen, apple pie is great. Mm. Apple pie is, you know, it's a, it's a good, no, nothing wrong with apple pie. But you remember last year when you had a warm slice of it, and it's just so much better than a cold slice of it. And if you pop it in the microwave, who knows? This team could heat up by January and be really good again. But right now they're a cold slice of apple pie. The New Orleans Saints are room temperature cheesecake. Cheesecake's awesome. But if you take a bite of it when it's room temperature, you're kind of taking your life into your own hands there. You don't know how long you're going to spend in the toilet after you eat that room temperature cheesecake. This is a top five defense with a with an all-world play caller and also a bottom five wide receiver core with a backup QB running those plays. It's hit or miss with this New Orleans Saints team. I have no idea what to expect each week. Schaefer the Sharp, give us a food comparison before we head out. See, I think this matchup, based on the two games we had, the appetizer of the main course, I think this matchup on paper is kind of the most intriguing thing. So I compare this, this matchup to a nice, not great, but a nice dessert. So what's a nice dessert? I think just your classic pumpkin pie mm. with homemade whipped cream, mm. right? Mm. You, you, you get the thick whip. You got a good crust in that pumpkin pie. Again, it's not my favorite thing. It's not a pizookie. It's, it's, it's not a chocolate chip cookie on a skillet with, <laughs> with, 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 with vanilla ice cream on the side. Let's not, you know, it's not... It's not anything crazy like that, but it's a solid dessert to end the night, and I'm looking forward to watching this game. I absolutely am. Let's move forward, though, to the Pazuki of the week. And no, it's nothing happening mm. on Sunday, but there are good games on Sunday. We'll get to that after this interview. It's time to talk about the match with our friend Dave Essler, and that's coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. The NBA is back and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. The key to victory is a strong starting five, and new customers can bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. $5. 
And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. That's insane. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also sign into the game with same-game parlays. They combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable sportsbook. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Use promo code WCG. That's the West Coast Gambler's initials. Promo code WCG. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code WCG this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Again, that's promo code WCG. $5 on an NBA team and you win $200 in free bets. That's what we bring to you. Dub C to the G. West Coast Gamblers. All right, boys, as we said, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio is not here for Thanksgiving weekend, so we found a replacement that might just replace him for the future of this show. Sorry, Dangles, if you're hearing this for the first time now. But we're bringing back a guy who came in, gave us some great picks earlier on this year. He's back again to talk about the match, Mr. Diamond Dave Esler. Welcome to the show, my friend. Ah, welcome. Thanks for having me. I, I love working with you guys. Oh, we love having you, man. You, you bring a flavor to this podcast. You can find him on Twitter, at Dave underscore Essler, E-S-S-L-E-R. And I don't usually do this, but I do want to uh, talk about a tweet you have pinned to the top of your profile here because it kind of works with what we're talking about here. His tweet is, before you argue with someone, ask yourself, is that person even mentally mature enough to grasp the concept of a different perspective? Because if not, there's absolutely no point. You have that pinned to the top of your profile, and yet you agree to come on this podcast where there's no mental maturity whatsoever. Whatsoever. Well, you know, you didn't tell me that beforehand. <laughs> no, that's just a thing. I, you know, I've been on social media for a while and I've 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 fallen into that trap of trying to argue with people. I don't like to use the word argue, just give them a different perspective. And you know, one-way communication is difficult enough as it is. Yeah. Um and and trying to to argue with someone or or even give them another perspective when in fact you don't know who you're talking to. Um, then they've already made up their mind that you're an a-hole yep. no matter what. So it's pointless. You know, I, I don't ever block people on Twitter, but I've muted quite a few. <laughs> well, diamond Dave, speaking of different perspectives, can we get possibly different perspectives than the two guys are about to talk about Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. Now I am kind of a believer that, this quote-unquote feud and their hatred for each other was a little bit overblown after we watched the Ryder Cup massacre uh, when they were teammates. They seemed like they were in pretty good spirits then. So now it almost seems a little theatrical uh, that they're kind of, um, you know, kind of combating here. But I do think it's a great TV event. I was going to ask you, um, why would they agree on 12 holes? It seems so random. And I just pulled up. This is hilarious. Uh DeChambeau wanted to play 24 more, and uh, Brooks wanted to play none. Um, he literally said, this is a quote from Brooks Kepka. 18 holes with him is a long time. I don't want to be around him as much as anyone else. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure if that's a flare, uh, if that's just trying to get the ratings up. But I want to start out by asking, in your gut, in your, in your handicapper heart, do you think these two guys really don't like each other? Or do you think this is just all kind of made for TV? 
you know, I think they really don't like each other. I mean, you know, I think they put their differences aside for the Ryder Cup, but, you know, I mean, you go back to when this all started and, you know, some of those tweets, you know, Bryson tweeting, I'm living rent free in your head. Yep. And, you know, Brooks is eye rolling. And, you know, I, I, I don't think there's nothing to that. Um, sure. I think, I think it's pretty real. And, you know, if you, even if you look at sort of coming into this tournament, if you will, um, you know, I don't think Bryson's played an event um, or maybe Brooks hasn't played an event. They haven't been their their regular routine yeah. um, of tournaments. So, you know, I suspect they both care more than more than we want to let on. And I'm 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 anxious to watch not the match itself as much as who wins, but, you know, just the interactions. Absolutely. You know, I mean, everybody has an opinion on on Brooks and Bryson, you know. Uh, I mean, to me, I mean, I don't like Bryson. I mean, I just think I don't like anybody that that talks more than they play golf um, <laughs> in any sport. You know, yeah. I mean, you got those guys, you know, you can find them. And and that just turns me the wrong way. Maybe I'm old school, um, but I got to be careful with this. If I do bet on it, that, you know, I don't let my heart get involved in it because, I'm rooting for Brooks Kepka. I mean, I make no secret about it. See, that that's what I wanted to ask too because I know all three of us were fans of the uh, the mid 2000s, uh, the Twilight book series and movie series. I know we all have posters on the wall, but back then it was Team <laughs> Edward versus Team Jacob. And in this one you kind of have to pick sides as well. With this whole feud, you're either Team Brooks or Team Bryson. You said you're rooting for Bryson myself. Uh, you're rooting for Brooks, I'm sorry, myself. I'm rooting for Bryson. I think he's getting bullied in this whole experience. Listen, I understand you got to talk uh, You got to talk less and play more. I get that whole aspect of it. But with this whole feud now it's been played to the media, I think Brooks is flat out bullying the man, and the rest of the crowd is rallying around Brooks. I feel bad for my guy Bryson. I think he's an excellent player who sometimes gets in his head. So I, too, have to put that aside when betting on this game because all these bets, I say, I want Bryson. I want Bryson. And I think I'm just rooting for that from my heart. Drew, break the tie here, my friend. Are you team Brooks or are you team bryson i'm gonna i i'm gonna break the time i'm gonna break the tie here and i don't have disdain for bryson like some but i will say um i had a 20 to 1 ticket on bryson to win i believe the northern trust was that northern trust when when cantley chased him down and so when cantley dumped that ball in 17 he had a two-shot lead and i saw bryson have every opportunity to um win that tournament and make me some nice cabbage and he did not do it i'm officially team brooks so squares you got two to one against you here buddy that's okay i'll, I'll go to war with that let's get into uh, prognosticating this game handicapping it a little bit because it's so much fun i am happy drew that they are playing 12 holes because the last time we had the match with aaron Rodgers and tom brady it went on for like 17 hours so this is going to be a little bit shorter a little bit sweeter a little bit more palatable for us to digest after we eat our fill on thursday just laying on the couch doing nothing but watching this but there's a lot of different bets you can make who's going to win the first hole which hole will win will someone hit a hole in one who's going to win the the whole thing. Dave, I know we've been just touching these. We haven't really dug into these numbers yet. Is there any bets so far that jump off the page at you? Well, one I really like, yes, but I mean, this is so hard to handicap because I mean, they're not even playing consecutive holes here. Yep. You know, they, they when this thing was all set up, I mean, it was, it was set up by, um, you know, TNT, I believe, uh, the PGA and the win. Um, and the win had input as to sort of which holes that would show the course off and yep. the hotel off. So, you know, you know, they're starting on 16, 3, 12, 13, 11, 5, 14. So, 
you know, they end up with three par fours, three par fives, and I mean four, four par threes, four, four fours, and four fives. So, you know, yeah. they've, they've kind of yeah. got that, um, you know, and I thought, and, and, and this is not the case. I thought that with Bryson's um, length and reputation for length, that he would be the prohibitive favorite on most of the par fives, whether he should be or not, you know, that's another story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the second hole is a par five. And of course, it's 515 yards. And, you know, a few years ago, I could have reached that in two. Um, <laughs> but, you know, winner of the hole, Bryson's plus 190. Brooks is only plus 210. Yep. And I would have thought Bryson would be the prohibitive favorite. Um, and, and they start off on 16, which is a, a long-ish par four, long for me, not for them. Um, and Bryson's plus 250 and Brooks is plus 275. So it's really hard for me to say. I mean, I think I'll do a lot of like in-game betting, if you will. Yeah. You know, they only have um, odds up, I believe, for eight holes because they don't know how far it's going to go. Yep. Uh, yep. And when you get, you know, if somebody gets two or three up, I mean, that's going to change strategy. So it's really hard to bet on much beyond the first probably five holes, if you will. Um, but the third hole they're going to play is a long par three. And I believe it's 209 uh, on the scorecard. I don't know that it will be 209, but either way, it's a long par three. And I looked at the odds on that, um, and, and Bryson's plus 275, and Brooks is plus 300. And as fate would have it, you know, if you want to look at actual stats, you know, last year, obviously, if you will, mm -hmm. I mean, Kepka was, was top 20 in greens in regulation from uh, more than 200 yards out. I, you know, I think he was around 50% and I think Keegan Bradley was first at like 58%, but you know, 58%, you would think that number would be higher, yeah. but it's not. So here we have a hole where, you know, Kepka, mathematically, if you will, probably is better than Bryson. And yet he's plus 300. Yeah. And what really sort of struck me, you know, I know DraftKings has uh, also a tie on each hole. Yep. Whatever. And the first two holes are, I think, minus 120 and plus 130. But a tie there is minus 140. Yeah. And, you know, I would think, you know, you're just so much more likely to make a mistake on a 200-yard approach shot than you are on a lesser one or a tee shot or something that involves, you know, two longer shots. So I was really wishing uh, they would have no tie. Uh, unfortunately, they don't. <laughs> but, you know, I think Kepka at plus 300 on that particular hole has a, quite a bit of value. Um, now they they won't get into the uh, you know they won't be changing strategy I guess by by the third hole right shape of the sharp put your shape of the sand trap hat on real fast I want to get what's your bet best bet for the match well well this is interesting Diamond Dave because like what, when I'm looking at this match like what you said DeChambeau is gonna like you know he's gonna be absolutely jacked out of his mind he's gonna swing for the fences. I think there's a lot of volatility there. And like you said, he, if, he, if he's locked in, um, it could be trouble for Brooks. But I'm looking at two lead first. We got the more cer cerebral, calm Brooks Kepka and Bryson just, you know, I think he's going to be too amped up. So I kind of like, 
I think my bet for this match is going to be Brooks Kepka to lead first. Now, it's not, it's not crazy odds. It's only minus 110. But what do you think of Brooks to lead first, minus 110? Yeah, I mean, I totally see the value in that. Um, I, you know, yeah. And for all those reasons, I mean, it, it kind of gets back to, you know, what I just talked about in live betting. It's the, the whole risk reward. And you're right. You know, Bryson's going to be super jacked up. And, you know, that could that could hurt him. Um, but by the same token, you know, maybe it helps yep. him. Maybe, you know, maybe he cuts a corner and he's got a 90-yard, you know, sandwich. Exactly. Uh, no, no, I don't mean to cut you off. But, but, you, but you, uh, just, you just don't know. But, you know, it also gets back to, you know, I mean, does Brooks Kepka suck? No. I mean, no. one of the reasons... <laughs> One of the reasons I like Kepka is, you know, we know his record in majors. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's he's always there. I mean, he's probably got the best record in majors over the last 15 years. Um, not necessarily wins, but, you know, top fives. And so it's not like he doesn't know how to prepare for things that matter. Right. But so, but but hold, hold on, Dave. Uh, and Drew, I don't mean to offend anyone on this show, but you both could not be more wrong here. That was my best bet was who's <laughs> going to lead first. And it is undoubtedly Bryson DeChambeau. And it's not just because I love the guy. Listen, going into this game, Dave, you have the pin tweet mental maturity. Hey, you, I was just going to say, did you read that again or what? <laughs> Listen, mental maturity. OK, the, the, who has been looking forward to this game even more? Drew already said Brooks wants to play zero holes with Bryson. Bryson wants to play a full 36-48. Listen, Bryson wants to attack this game and kill Brooks Kepka as fast as he can. He's going to come out and absolutely nail that first hole. And Brooks is just going to come out like it's a regular Sunday. And eventually the competitive juices will start flowing. I will absolutely live bet Brooks Kepka to come back in this game. But to lead first is undoubtedly Bryson DeChambeau. He's going to be ready to play. He's also played in the match before he knows how this whole the tv cameras all around he'll be bringing duct tape to brooks keppa for whatever reason trying to do his stupid prop shit bryson dechambeau is gonna lead first that's that's inevitable i'm sorry well i feel stupid now <laughs> yeah i know dave i'm i i man my my, my tail is really tucked between my legs or the, the tony squares the well, professional know, golf know, handicapper over there here's another thing i thought of all right you know the networks and, and everybody's poured a ton of money into this, right? Yeah. Well, how many of these matches that we've seen are over early? Not many. Not many. No. I mean, they don't want Bryson or Kepka to win six and five. No, absolutely I mean, not. You know, it's going to go 11 holes at least. I'm sorry. I mean – you know, unless I don't see something, you know, for all the hype, all the advertising, all the money that the PGA, that win and everybody else sponsors. I mean, you know, ads for this probably cost half as much as a Super Bowl ad. All the money that's been put into that, you know, there's there's little to no chance in my mind that, you know, it goes 80 percent, at least of its allotted time. I don't I don't, you know, or. Uh, also, what's going to happen, and this is annoying as shit, um, they spend like 45 minutes talking to him on the practice tee or the putting green. Oh, you know, you know? that's going to happen. And I know that's strictly to make sure it lasts at least 90 minutes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, but, yeah, you know, I've always thought about that. And, you know, it's like it's like when, when they've had some of these other matches and there was an obvious favorite and the obvious favorites won. Um, you know, the underdogs always made their charge or, 
or always got up early uh, and always came back and at least made a game of it, if you will. Yeah. And I don't, you know, handicapping aside, I just don't see any other scenario played out here other than, you know, it comes down to the last hole or two. Well, speaking of the last hole or two, let's wrap this up. I want to get a winner out of all of us. I know live betting and all that's going to change later, but uh, Diamond Dave, let's go with you first. Who pulls home the trophy here for the match? Oh, God. <laughs> well, you know, this is where I have to separate my heart from my head, uh, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take Brooks. You know, give me the consistency and what I know I'm going to get versus Bryson and what I don't know I'm going to get. You know, I mean, look at it like, look at it like a football team, you know? I mean, give me the team that, that doesn't make mistakes and doesn't turn the ball over and has an above average quarterback and at least a mediocre defense uh, because I know they're going to be in it late as opposed to the team that's, always throwing the ball 30 yards downfield and the risk is just that much higher. So, you know, for that reason, aside from the fact that I don't like Bryson, I'm going to take Brooks. Shea for the sharp. Diamond Dave, come on, man. Me and you, we're aligned here. It's got to be Brooks Kepka. <laughs> Have we seen Bryson DeChambeau in the back nine with Lee in the U.S. Open? Have we seen Bryson DeChambeau up two shots versus Patrick Cantlay in the FedEx playoffs? No. I think, like Diamond Dave said, I think this match might mean a little more to both these competitors than, than, than they lead on. And I do think Brooks' disdain for Bryson is superior to Bryson's disdain for Brooks. Bryson's just that unpopular kid that wants friends. Brooks is confident in himself. I know he's confident that he wants to beat Bryson's ass, shut him up. Give me Brooks plus money. We have the best major player in 15 years at plus money for 12 holes. What are we doing, Squares? What are we doing? Brooks Kepka, baby, plus well, 105. Well, boys, uh, I gave out Bryson the lead first, and I truly think that's going to happen. And I truly think Brooks Kepka is going to come back and win the whole thing. I'm also taking Brooks Kepka to win oh, the match no. versus Bryson. Huh. Also huh. on it. Listen, I, I just see. Well, I, you know, I, I just want to throw one more thing in there. And this is on a personal note. I did say that I don't block people on Twitter. But if Bryson wins, I will block him. Uh, well thank you for joining us on the west coast gamblers mr diamond dave essler as always you can find him on twitter at dave underscore essler thank you for joining us my friend i can't wait to watch this this match so to speak oh quite welcome i'll be hitting you up in the I'll be hitting you up with it when Brooks Eagles that first hole. <laughs> Can't wait. I enjoy the Twitter fight. Mental maturity. I'm going to get a t-shirt. There you go, buddy. I don't have any. <laughs> Dub C to the G. West Coast Gamblers. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. 
You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And we're back, and we couldn't leave you this week without any Sunday bets from the Sharp versus the Square. Listen, three bets real fast, me versus him. Who's going to do better? It's obviously going to be me. I already got the match lined up. I'm going to get these Sunday bets as well. We gave you the Thursday bets at the beginning of the show. Right now, we're going to look forward at the Sunday slate, give you a teaser, a total, and a side. That's a teaser, a total, and a side. Shape of the Sharp, you go first. What is your teaser for Sunday? Teaser. I'll make this short and sweet. The hottest team in football Tony's uh, AFC East champion, New England Patriots. I'm teasing him down to a pick him, and I'm taking that Dolphins team. Quietly won three in a row here. Yep. I'm going to tease them up the key number of seven to plus eight. Packers, PK, Dolphins, plus eight. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Carolina. <laughs> Cam Newton's not the answer there. My teaser, and again, a teaser is when you take six points, you add it to the line, you get to move up. As Miami is plus two, hosting Carolina. Uh, Drew puts them in a teaser. They're now plus eight. My teaser, I'm also going to that Tennessee-New England game, but who plays Bill Belichick better than anyone other than Mike Vrabel? Tennessee plus six is a huge number. I almost played it as my side. I'm putting them in a teaser, Tennessee plus 12. I think they do just enough, even with all their injuries, to keep it close against New England. New England's too good they're going to come back down to earth sooner or later Tennessee plus 12 my second leg of the teaser listen I kept on talking about the Detroit Lions all season long. If it keeps on raining, the levee's going to break. The same thing has happened to my Green Bay Packers offensive line. We're playing people right now drafting in the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. We lost Elton Jenkins, a Pro Bowl player, guard, center, and tackle to a torn ACL. David Bakhtiari won't be in this game. The LA Rams have lost two in a row coming off of a bye. Put LA Rams, put them in a six-point teaser, take them up to plus seven. LA Rams plus seven, Tennessee plus 12 is my teaser. Shafer the Sharp, what's your total for the week? I'm saying that same game, Mr. Squares, your Green Bay Packers. Look, uh, finally, that Packers all-world defense showed some resistance last week against the Vikings. Get the Rams here coming off a bye, laying two straight eggs. I know McVay's going to have a game plan, try to get those receivers involved, score some points. And I know the, the Packers line is beat up, but Rodgers, I think, is too much of a word to let the, let the Rams get away with this. I think it's going to be a shootout. I know on mm. paper it might seem not like a lot of points, mm. but I'm actually going to take a rare over for Schaefer the Sharp. I'm going Rams, Green Bay, over 47 and a half. As I said at the beginning of this show, I've hit my past three unders. I'm going to take another one here, and I'm going to that Carolina-Miami game. Listen, Cam Newton played Miami two times last year in New England, scored uh, the two totals in that game with 32 and 34 points. Miami's offense is bad. Carolina's defense is good. Cam Newton is bad. Miami's defense is going to hold them together. I'm taking Carolina-Miami under 42.5. Another low under for Tony Squares, the opposite of being a square, and I'm hitting on him. So Tony unders right now. Carolina-Miami under 42.5. Back up the Brinks truck. What's your Sunday side of the week? Boys, I'm going to do it. The doctor isn't here, so I have permission to kind of go on. A, uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm doing a little relapse here. I'm, I got to sip the sauce. It's the holidays. Uh, I got the purple fever. I got the purple fever squares. I got it, man. What are we doing here? The Vikings plus three. Hey, there's they're five. Half their games have been decided by three points or less. Yes. We have a great football team playing against Kyle Shanahan uh, as a favorite at home, which has been a dumpster fire situation if you're betting Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers at home as a favorite. What are we doing? Who do they just beat? The Jacksonville Jaguars? Were we supposed to be impressed by that? Yeah. No. Minnesota Vikings. Back up the Brinks truck. Plus three. Uh, this one's tough. Uh, I really had a tough time picking my favorite side. As always, we're prognosticating this early. You can tell by when this show comes out and hits the airwaves. But 
Who looked better last week than the Indianapolis Colts? Who looked better Not than many. Jonathan Taylor? Who looked better? Carson Wentz had to throw 10 times. They still won the game by 70 against the Buffalo Bills. And now they play the defending Super Bowl champions in their home. I can't wait to watch this game. My best bet back up the brink struck is Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Tampa Bay is the better team. Tom Brady is the better team. They're clicking. They're getting it together. They don't need to run the ball to be successful. They have so many weapons all over the place. And I think their defense stops Jonathan Taylor from being Derrick Henry Jr. here. I think Indy's going to play this game really hard. I just think Tampa Bay comes out in the end. Tampa Bay minus two and a half is my backup. The Brinkstruck lock of the week. And that is it for the Thanksgiving week special. For Shea for the Sharp, for Tony Squares, for the absent Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And as always, thank you for listening. And uh, according to Drew, go blue. Happy Thanksgiving and go blue! West, 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 West Coast Gamblers. Who you betting on? Always on black, fat stacks in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell them bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. To the G, West Coast Gang. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the team. Sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Oh, he got it. Smith, touchdown, 85 yards. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.